Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the election and how everyone's freaking out, even though they shouldn't be. Uh, we're going to be talking about how QAnon is freaking out about the social media ban. And if it's actually going to be anything or not, we're going to have to wait and see about that. And also, I got asked a question earlier today uh, about symbolism will be their downfall and like to expound upon that. And I have talked about it before, but it's a subject I really like to get into because it's about the Illuminati and the New World Order and how QAnon cribbed all that stuff to start their own uh, internet death cult, as it were. So I want to get into that, and I got a bunch of questions as well. Um, first thing, real quick, I started a Patreon. Uh, I've been debating it for a while. Some people asked me to do one. And then the whole thing where, well, you know, I'm going to have to go back to work soon cropped up. And it really hit me hard at that point because this is risky. I mean, it's just something that is not really uh, sustainable in a way because we're not really controlling this virus well. I mean, in my neck of the woods in Massachusetts, we are doing a better job with it, but... It's still out there, and being in a building for a long period of time with people nearby, having to touch the same things they're touching all the time, it's uh, it's dicey. So uh, I love my day job. I love being a poker dealer. I love spinning roulette. I love doing all that kind of stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable. I just want to get vaccinated before I do it, really. And uh, But, yeah, so... I already have a bunch of people that have jumped on the Patreon, which made me just absolutely ecstatic. I am, like, just beyond blessed by that. And so if you have donated, I have sent you a message, so I will get your shout-out names. And then on Sunday, I will do the first round of shout-outs for people that have generously uh, benefactored me, as it were, which is, again, incredibly appreciated. Um, so... Before I get into the meat of the election, I also wanted to dip into one quick thing, because I just noticed that I don't know why I went back to this Q-drop, but I guess I was looking for something that involved Moloch, because this is the Moloch drop, as I call it. It's a Q-drop 156. 
And the reason why I think it's really important is because it shows a thing that Q used to do back in the day that he doesn't do anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, 153 in your uh, program. If you're at 156, you're a little off. But uh, Q-Drop 153, which has the uh, quote about innocence being slaughtered from Moloch, perhaps you could not su- satisfy, you could not stomach the thought of mass murders occurring to, su- to satisfy Moloch. Uh, or Moloch, however you wish to pronounce it. But yeah, that's the Q getting all high and mighty about Donald Trump saving the world from mass murdering Satan worshippers, as it were. But there's this one line in here that is very telling to me and it is about how uh, he asks why Hillary didn't give a concession speech which he screws up very badly because she did give a concession speech the next morning what he was trying to say is why did she not concede that night why did she not give a concession speech that night but again the super secret spy who's literally the head of communications between a Q team and, a, and the world doesn't know how English works, which is bad. But this is what he says right before he asks about why Hillary didn't give a concession speech. He says, Why hours after the election did seven people travel to an undisclosed location to hold a very private and highly secured slash guarded meeting? Just think about that little crumb. That little thing that Q just threw out there. Now, First of all, Q is supposed to be, like, practically omniscient and has all the information in the world. So why couldn't he name those seven people? Because he obviously can. He's got all the power in the world. But he doesn't. And he doesn't say uh, where they went, what the, where that's undisclosed location is, or anything like that. But this is what old Q used to do. He would world build. He would create stories. He would invent narratives out of whole cloth like this and i i wasn't around for QAnon at this time but can you imagine the amount of people that were freaking out and trying to figure out who those seven people were where they met who protected them that is the kind of catnip that these people could go crazy on for weeks at a time trying to map out who were the seven i mean obviously hillary was one of them that's why she didn't give the concession speech uh, the other thing that's really hilarious is uh, the question after the concession speech thing is, when was the last time a presidential candidate didn't personally give a concession speech? Which never happens. They all did. But if you're, again, extrapolating this out to being not a concession speech that night, uh, you'd be talking about Al Gore, who waited a very long time before conceding the George H.W. It's George W. Bush, as it were. And, ah, oh, discord bleeding. Okay. Him. But that is Al Gore wasn't like a good guy or a bad. He wasn't. He wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a hero. He was part of the cabal. George W. Bush was a part of the cabal. So why is Gore an analogous to Hillary? How is that something that matters? Because according to Q, we were just choosing between which evil master was going to rule over us in the. 2000 election and we've never had a choice since 1980 after Reagan got in and then they shot him to make him uh, subservient so those are the kinds of things that Q used to do back in the day now he would never give us a crumb like that he would never world build he would just be like 
Hey, it was this thing on Fox News. Oh, look at this article from the Washington Examiner. Oh, look at this thing from a right-wing rag. Oh, Jordan Sather has something to say. Check that out. I mean, so, it's so lazy. And even when Q does actually talk about just directing us to right-wing media, it's all the same grievances. It's all just yelling and whining about... Oh, all this for a LARP, blah, 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 Democrats bad, censorship bad, just, he doesn't have anything to say, he's just regurgitating the same shit everybody else does. So, uh, just stop writing, Jim, no one cares, just let it go, let, let QAnon run their own little LARP. So, uh, from there... The election. Well, a bunch of polls came out today. Biden up big in Florida, either uh, very comfortably ahead by like seven points or running away and spiking the ball in the end zone, 13 points. Uh, Fox News had him up huge in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And this is the thing, is that this is not going to change. Anyone who's talking about, oh, the race will tighten in the... It's happy talk. It's people that want this to be a horse race. It's people that want this to be something other than what it is. The idea that oh, people don't care about the election until three months away, and then they turn to focus. Who the fuck doesn't know what's going on in our country right now? Who the fuck doesn't understand what is happening to them in our nation? Like, you have, you would have to be on Mars to not know what's going on. And there's no... There's nothing. There's no small detail. There's no subtle nuance. There's no little uh, event that could possibly change what is going on. Your choices are more Trump or not more Trump. And that's it. This election is entirely a referendum on Donald Trump as president. He has a record. A record that you can analyze and study and acknowledge. And... His record right now is a disaster on COVID, which is the only issue in this election that matters because with the COVID sucking, that means the economy sucks and that means everything's bad, period. No one wants to hear anything about like what Biden's going to do other than Joe Biden just saying, I'll run this better. I will do logical, rational things. I will lead and he doesn't have to have a platform. He doesn't. We don't have to know how he's going to combat climate change. We don't need to know what his tax proposal is. We don't need to know these things. We just know that the guy in the White House right now sucks. And we should probably replace him with somebody else. And we are being given the option to do that in three months or so, in about 100 days' time. And that's it. And everyone who's like, oh, he's going to declare martial law with the police and not let us vote. Or, oh, the Russians are going to hack it. Or, oh, they're going to do something. They're the only ones with agency. They're the only ones who can do things. Oh, Trump won't acknowledge that he lost. He won't leave. He'll tie it up in the courts. Biden doesn't know that's coming. People don't know that he's going to try to throw a fit and pout and protest and declare that he didn't lose or whatever. You know what happens to people who complain about not losing after they lost? They still lose! Roy Moore never conceded the election to Jeff Sessions. He refused. He fought it all the way he could. Uh, in Kentucky, 
the dirtbag that lost to the Democrat, who's the current governor of Kentucky, he lost by a very thin margin. He lost by less votes than the third-party candidate got, which is why we need ranked-choice voting. Oh, yeah. And he pouted and he complained that the Kentucky legislature was like, well, this is totally uncalled for, and oh, the, uh, the third-party guy robbed us, and maybe yeah, we're going to think about it. And he backed down, and the Kentucky State uh, Congress backed down, and the Democrat took office. Yeah, let him bitch. Let him claim he got screwed. Who the fuck cares? As a, as a Gray B, one of the, the people I follow on Twitter, uh, says, you don't leave the office. The office leaves you. On noon, January 20th, we are going to have a new president because that is when the president's term of office expires. And that will be when he is no longer the president. And it doesn't matter if he's fighting and complaining in the courts because once the election is held and all this other stuff is done, it doesn't even matter if there's an election held or not, But on, because on January 20th, uh, 2021, he's no longer president. Nancy Pelosi would be president because we wouldn't have a president or a vice president, and the uh, chain of succession would make her president. So there are remedies to the constitutional crisis of Donald Trump being a colossal piece of shit. And will he be a piece of shit? Who knows? Maybe. But if he is, there are going to be people that are going to be fighting him on this. Biden will be fighting on him on this. The idea that Joe Biden's going to win this election and then Trump's going to say, I'm not leaving. And then Biden's going to be like, okay, I got elected president, but Trump won't let me be president, so I'm going to leave. It's nonsense. I mean... And as I've said before, Republicans are not going to stand for it because they want their turn in that chair. They want to be the president. Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and John Hawley and uh, Tom Cotton and all these people, they're all going to want, they're going to be like, hey, Trump lost, tough break, catch you later, buddy. And that's what's going to happen is after this happens, after this election happens, you're going to have the Republican Party break into three factions. You're going to have the QAnon faction, which is going to be the Trumpers, and you're going to have like Don Jr. and Michael Flynn and maybe Ivanka or maybe Jared. I don't know. But if they want to run in politics, that's they're going to be their, that wing. Then you're going to have the uh, non-Q sociopaths like uh, Tim Cotton and uh, Howley. Uh, I can never get his name right, but whatever. He's just a nut. You're going to have those guys who just want to be as terrible as Trump was, but without the stink of Trump on them. And then you're going to have the uh, post-Trump reformists, as it were. Mitt Romney, uh, maybe Charlie Baker, Hogan from Maryland. I hope I got that name right. But you're going to have these different factions. You're going to have the people that were totally opposed, or going to claim they were totally opposed to what Trump stood for. You're going to have the people that are basically going to be Trump, but they don't want the Trump name all attached to them. And then you're going to have QAnon. So, yeah, that's going to be our magical life in 2024 and beyond. But this election going into it, there's really, there's nothing that's going to change this current status of the election. There's no bombshell that's going to come out and rock Biden to his core. There's nothing that's going to make people go hey, wait a minute, I need to give the guy that's ignoring a plague that killed my grandmother, I, I, need, to, I need to think about this. Maybe maybe give him another look-see. Because maybe I was too harsh on Trump originally. I mean, 
they're playing baseball with fans in Taiwan. Meanwhile, we're playing baseball with uh, cardboard cutouts in the background of Dodger Stadium. That's the hell world we're living in. That's the nonsense that we're dealing with right now. So, I mean, that's it. That's the, that's the world. And we have to, like, just suck it up. If you're worried he's going to contest the election, it doesn't really help anything. If you're worried that there's going to be martial law to cancel the election, not really going to help anything. All we can do, all you and me, all Joe Sixpack and Judy Punch Clock can do is make sure that our registration to vote is valid. Make sure that whatever hoops they've put in front of you to vote via voter ID or whatever, that you are ready to combat those hoops to vote, uh, that you've motivated your friends to join you in voting and that registered them to vote. All we can do is participate in the system. We don't have the power to fight martial law or the Trump legal challenge to the election or all that. All we can do is try to cast as many of our votes as possible to defeat and throw him out of office. And we will go from there afterwards. We will let the chips fall where they may after that point. Because that's all we can do. And worrying about the rest of it is needless. It is just a great way to stress yourself out and make yourself way too anxious. Just don't worry about it. Worry about what you can control. And what you can control is the number of votes you can bring to the ballot. And if it's one, that's fine. If it's five, that's great. If it's more, that's incredible. But just let's participate in the grand experiment of democracy. Let's just get those votes in there and then... See what happens. And then we will reassess on November 4th and find out if it was good enough or if we got to go to plan B or C or D. But that's all we can do. That's all we can do. In other news, uh, QAnon has decided that they're going to be doing uh, their standard pissing and moaning about the fact that they're being censored and that they're being uh, slowly deplatformed from these various social media platforms. Uh, TikTok said that they were banning QAnon hashtags, but a lot of the QAnon hashtags still work on TikTok. Um, They suspended Patriot Soapbox today, which is good. Pamphlet Anon is definitely one of the early writers of Q Drops and one of the big promoters of Q. So uh, 86ing his uh, Twitter feed is good. Incarnated E.T. has returned because he is an addict who will never give up. And all of QAnon is signal boosting him and letting everyone know, oh yeah, guys, by the way, it's E.T. Get everyone's favorite dumb anti-Semite, his followers, gotta rebuild him. And this is E.T. coming back online with a slightly fake account that's not just him, photo of his avatar, celebrating the fact that it's his 18th account. The fact that he's tried to come back a little little more subtle, a little more chastened, but, and again, totally not subtle at all. Everyone's calling him E.T. Everyone knows who it is. This is a test for Twitter. Do they ban him again? Do they acknowledge that he is who he is and that they have said he can't be on the service anymore, and do they get rid of him? And do they start like actually working really hard to crack down on him? And what they also need to be doing is they need to be giving everyone who's signal boosting him like a day time out 
or even a weak timeout. Just being like they need to punish the people that are rebuilding these people's accounts, because once you send the message that uh, helping people flaunt terms of service is in of itself a violation of terms of service, maybe people will start getting the message and being like, "Hey, et, I can't afford having a day off of Twitter, or I can't afford a week off of Twitter," and that was a strike against me. And Twitter's told me if I get another strike, I'm gone for good. You've got to make these people pariahs. You've got to make it so that it is not cool to re- let them rebuild and that they treat bans as just the price of doing business. Just, oh, every two or three months, Twitter's going to catch up to me and ban me. Then I'll make a new account a day or two later, post it online, uh, DM all my friends or text them on my phone, let them know it's me, this is my new account. And then they'll signal boost me, and then I'll get back my account, and then I'll just do it all over again. And that's, it's it's a mild inconvenience is what Twitter is doing right now, and that's not enough. These people need to be crushed because they're dangerous, first of all, and second of all, they're breaking the rules. They're ban evading, and it's ridiculous that ban evasions are just not really that big of a deal. It's nothing that they can't just overcome very quickly and very easily with the help of their community that, again, treats ban evasion like it's a joke. They just acknowledge that Twitter's going to treat them like shit because they're bad people and they don't care. They're just going to twist it around in their heads and think that they're good and that Twitter's the bad guy when they're the ones uh, facilitating lunatics to preach death threats against Chrissy Teigen and Tom Hanks and Ellen and everybody else. That's just how they operate. They're just so brazen and craven. It's it's insane. It's really, really bizarre. So you have all of that going on. Um, you have the small amount of damage that's being done to the QAnon uh, community by Twitter. Hopefully the rollout of the real bans will come next week and uh, we'll actually see some people getting taken down uh, that deserve it. How Joe M is still on this site is beyond me. How Dilly is still on this site is beyond me. These are these are ban evasions again. This is easy. This is the low-hanging fruit. They haven't done it yet, which uh, worries me. It's, it's very worrisome that we're not seeing uh, the kind of uh, punishment that people thought was going to be meted out here because I mean we're supposed to be doing something uh, important and impactful and actually hurting this movement and right now it doesn't look like that's happening at all so hope for better things tomorrow and on and on now I'll get into my big question which is from uh, Troy Francis who says, uh, I have a question for tonight's show. What is the logical ev- uh, slash evidential basis for they betray themselves by the symbols they use? Yeah, it sounds good, but why would they? Wouldn't it be easier just not to use symbols and keep all the Satanism, etc., super secret? Um, well, this is the thing, is that this evolved. The evolution of this was basically the bigger the Illuminati New World Order got. And the first thing they did was they would, when people started investigating it or claiming that the Illuminati existed, they would say that 
Katy Perry having a symbol in her video was her saluting her satanic masters. That it was an interaction between her and them that was in a way like a code to show her subservience. And the same with Lady Gaga, Beyonce, all the rest of them. And that was the initial explanation for why you would see these images and these uh, things like the circle around the eye, eyes of Horus, upside down crosses, lightning bolts, lions, anything. I mean, anything can be twisted into Satanism. Anything can be bad. Uh, triangles or pyramids are, are uh, eye of providence. Circles are spell circles. Are ritual pentagrams. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's it's inevitable. It's just it's just nonsense. And once more and more people started joining the Illuminati, hunting people, then they changed the narrative about why they were doing it. And then it became, it's part of the brainwashing procedure. It's a part of a way to indoctrinate us into their uh, evil plot, their evil scheme, that they are melting our brains with these images and they're corrupting us. They're poisoning us. And this is where they start talking about how music is magic and how they're casting spells on us through the music and that if you go to a concert that you are literally being hit with black magic at that concert that the band is performing a ritual and uh, attacking you with occult knowledge that you're not even aware of and the bigger the crowd the more energy in that crowd the more powerful that demonic mantra is and that's how they're going to like brainwash you and make you accept their terrible evil uh, when they finally reveal themselves. And, of course, the Illuminati New World Order work on a uh, time schedule that would make uh, Q seem brisk by comparison. Because the Illuminati have ruled us for a thousand years, and they have never gotten around to enslaving us to their uh, satanic uh, desires. But they're going to get around to it any day now. Any day now they're going to do it. And another thing they like to say about this is that, and I've talked about this before, but I'll be, I'll, so I'll be a little bit quicker, is that there's an ethos to the deep state. That there is a need for the deep state to do these things because they have to. That they are compelled by a code to reveal themselves. And this is what a lot of the whole QAnon comms thing is about. That uh, that Barack Obama can't just message a sleeper agent to commit a mass shooting because he is bound by satanic tradition to tweet something out, to make a message so that if you are able to decode the message, you know the mass shooting will happen ahead of time. And they talk about, they'll talk about it all the time that, like, this is like the, the subconscious agreement that the deep state needs to get from us in order to be allowed to do the terrible things they do. That if they don't put these horrible things out into the world and 
we read them and then on some subconscious level we agree and accept them then it's allowed to happen that then the mass shooting will occur then the terrible uh, Obamacare will be passed then the bad thing will happen it's very much like the Matrix where like they talk about how everyone on some level on some subconscious level is given the choice of accepting or rejecting the matrix that like that on a very on a on a level that you don't even understand don't even know in your mind you are either going to accept what you see or you're not going to accept what you see and that's that's what QAnon believes and how they operate is that they you we have to be told of the satanic takeover. We have to be given the knowledge that it is real and that it is happening. And then when we don't rebel, when we don't resist, we've allowed it to happen. They win because we have given permission. And you could say, well, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, I didn't know that that tweet meant that. I didn't know that a lightning bolt meant that. I just saw that pyramid on the back of the $1 bill and I just thought it was an emblem. Nope, nope, nope. You, you you signed off on the rise of the Antichrist. You signed off on Moloch rising from the depths and slaughtering all the children for adrenochrome. You did it. This is on you, buddy. Because you could have looked at that lightning bolt. You could have looked at that pyramid. You could have done something about that Katy Perry video. And you chose not to. The Illuminati put it all in front of you. They threw it in your face. And you said, bring on the baby slaughter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's how they operate. That's how QAnon operates. That's the actual, like, just nutso world they live in. That uh, you, I, and everybody else who doesn't buy into their bullshit are tacitly accepting Satanism because we don't throw a fit whenever uh, someone posts a uh, tweet of Chrissy Teigen talking about eating pizza. And the fact that we don't go, oh my god, that monster, and just, like, throw our computer monitor out a window. That means we're totally cool of Christy Teigen eating babies, and we're going to be totally cool of the Antichrist rising up and slaughtering us all. Okay, we signed up for it. So that's the, that's how it works. That is Symbolism Will Be Their Downfall 101. Now on to the rest of the questions. Uh, Alex Z with Three Roses says, uh, What made you decide to make a Patreon now and not earlier? Will you be making a Discord as well? Also, we better play some Magic Gathering! Exclamation point. Uh, again, this was just kind of uh, 
urgency, just the sense of urgency. I, I've been asked about a patron every now and then, and I don't know. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll think about it. But then just looking at the fact that the unemployment gravy train was going out the window and the gainful employment in a really bad profession that's frightening to me. And it's really not even about me. It's about my mom because she's at risk. She's had lung problems. She's been a smoker for a long time. And if I get it, she's going to get it. And that's really bad. It's really scary. But yeah, that, that, that's all that. I mean, I'm not going to Debbie Downer to this shit. So. Uh, but, so I was like, you know what? I think I can make this Patreon a little fun, a little cool. And I, I actually came, I actually realized I had more material in my head than I, I previously thought. So I got some other stuff that I'm going to be cooking up there. So look out for all that. Shameless plug. And, um... A Discord, I'm working on a Discord server. I'm looking to that. I'm a Luddite, but I can figure that out. I've done Ventrilo and stuff like that previously. And uh, lastly, also, we better play some Magic the Gathering. I played Magic a lot back in the day. I was very much competitive in Magic. I would go to all the Pro Tour qualifiers. I made it to the top eight of a few Pro Tour qualifiers. Made it to the finals once and was very close to making the Pro Tour. Just, uh... Lost the finals. Tough break. You know how it is. Uh, new magic. All these dumb, broken creatures that are just so stupid and insane. Uh, I don't care for them. Planeswalkers kind of suck. But the other thing is, is just that the, the, the base mechanics of magic are bad. It is the worst resource system of any game. Like... Ever. Period. Everybody else is just like, oh my god, what is what the fuck is this guy talking about? But yeah, you asked this question, so everyone else is going to suffer for a couple minutes, and I apologize, but uh, the resource system is terrible. And the best way I can explain it to anyone who doesn't understand what I'm going to be talking about is there are two kinds of cards in Magic, and they are basically money and the things you purchase with money. And they all come in the same deck. So you're drawing those cards, and you're going to draw some money, and then you're going to draw things to buy with that money. So because your deck is just one solid brick of those two things, there are going to be games where you don't draw any money, so you can't buy anything. And that sucks, and you die. And then there's going to be other games where all you do is draw money, and... All you have is money and nothing to spend it on. And guess what happens then? You also die. So the fact that about 20% or all games of magic involve one person uh, being screwed by their money-to-not-money ratio in their draw makes magic not fun to me. It's really frustrating that, like, the most popular card game that's like a real card game that way. Pokemon's a fun little game, but it, there's not a lot of... I played Pokemon back in the day. I was very good at it because it was a very simple game, and you just built the best deck and beat the piss out of people. But um, Pokemon's resource system is just, like, better, really, than uh, than Magic's. I mean, Magic is just the worst uh, resource system because 
you just have those games. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter uh, how much you try to tune your deck. It's a card game. You're drawing cards at random. Bad shit can happen. And I'm totally okay with a deck doing cool stuff and doing impressive things and just beating me. But what is infuriating is you draw a land, you draw a card, you got seven cards in your hand, and two of them are money and five of them are not money. And you're like, well, I got a couple things I can buy for $2. I'll play my $2 bills and then play them and hope I draw some more money because I got more expensive stuff in my hand. And then you just draw not money, not money, not money. And then your opponent's just like, money. Turn that money into cool stuff. Slightly more money. More cool stuff. Hit you with my cool stuff. Beat you up with it. Kill you with it. And you're just like, yep, I'm dead. I lose. So, uh, if I ever win Powerball for a billion dollars, I will buy the rights to Netrunner. I will create a Netrunner Pro Tour. I will show people that Netrunner is ten times a better game than Magic. But if you want to play some Magic, if you want to do a draft or something, I'll I'll do that. I'll definitely do a draft. I'll do some. I'll have some fun with Magic for a night. But when I'm in a when I'm in a screw, I will uh, let you know that that happens and it sucks. So yeah. <sighs> oh, old Magic, you were so much better than new Magic, but you were still bad. Nicole Schwartz, twelfth uh, level Cabal Necromancer. That's uh, very high level. Uh, I, I commend you on making level twelve. She says, if it's not already a topic, what's your take on the paste bin put out by JFK Jr. account? Or alternatively, how long have the big clerics on Twitter been in on this grift? Uh, The JFK Jr. account's uh, declaration about being Q is interesting. There's not a lot of evidence. It's very much detail-driven and nuanced. And the thing is, is people are like, oh, you can't make up those kinds of details. You actually can. Like, there was, like, a story about a bunch of guys that got, uh, basically browbeat by detectives into confessing to murders, and it turned out that they would just come up with incredibly rich details for the crimes they did not commit. So, I don't know. I mean, I wish he had evidence. I wish he had more to, uh, back his claim. Because everyone claims to be the first Q-drop writer. Everyone claims that they were in on that room. So it's tough. It's really tough. And the other thing is, is it's something you want to believe. It's something I want to believe. And I think that it is the most important thing in the world that when you want to believe something, you better better have stringent uh, criteria to accept it as true. Because once you start buying into things that you want to be true, that's how you uh, become a QAnon supporter. Because you're just buying into shit without using evidence to support it. So, that's uh, worrisome, but uh, I think I don't think that I don't think he's going to change anything. I don't think I don't think QAnon's going to care about it, and I think us debunkers are just going to put it on the pile of interesting things, and we'll uh, let let time sort it out. As for the rest of them, uh, Joe's been around for forever. Medic's been around for forever. I don't know about Julian; he might have been new. I'm not really sure, because in a way, I'm kind of new. I got into this probably a year into QAnon. I know a lot of people in this community have been like, I was there since the first drop. And I mean, hey, that's that's great. <laughs> but but I mean, I, I got in and I started studying up and I started learning. So I don't know exactly um, when, like, the second wave. Like, Major Dad was definitely kind of new. Uh, 
And then there are the people that were like kind of like both Q but also MAGA, and it would be depending on what day they wanted to flip the switch. I mean, I think Sather's been around for forever, but then again, Sather will jump on any conspiracy theory he can make a buck. Educating Libs was MAGA and Q, and he would just sort of switch whenever he needed to. So, but the Grand Poobahs are definitely Medic and Joe. They've been they've been there the whole time. They've been there. And really, for Medic, it's the only way he could have ever have gotten to where he got to was by getting lucky and riding this horse. Because if he was a Johnny-come-lately, I've said it, he, if you watch his videos, God, the man is uh, empty. I mean, holy shit. He talks, and he's just so monotoned and, and dull, and he very much tries to like just present himself as very businesslike and very low key and not angry cuz i think i think he looks at it like that so many other qanon supporters and podcasters and streamers are angry and are kind of aggressive so he kind of takes it like i'm going to be kind of fatherly a little statesmanlike try to have a little smile on my face but his charisma is just so low he's just a weird dude now, Joe M is just a nut. I mean, his videos are, like, hard-hitting, psychotic, just aggressive, screaming. So, you see the difference between the two guys, and it's very striking. And I can, to I can totally see where Joe would be a success, and Medic just blows my mind. I just don't get him. Uh, Loretta, Gay Pride Flag, Blue Wave, Deep Team Deep State, and Antifa, uh, Gay Pride Flag, Blue Wave, says, I'm still laughing about that high tier. Uh, why don't you think they're salivating more over about Maxwell? I just felt like I had to throw something out there. Hey, again, my phone, my Patreon phone call is highly competitive. Highly competitive compared to other sociopaths' uh, Patreon phone calls. So, uh, just want to put that out there for anyone who is a complete lunatic idiot and wants to just give me a pile of money. Which, uh, again... Don't. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Uh, but I, don't, I think they're not that excited about Maxwell because it's a grind. And QAnon's all about instant gratification. It's all about the payoff. It's all about now, 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 now. Result, 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 result. It's all about a fake deadline they can get themselves jeeped out about. And these indictments, these uh, things getting unsealed today or yesterday, whenever it was... Now people got to pour over them. They got to come up with information, and then it's not going to be that great. I mean, I mean, whoever gets implicated gets implicated, and let the chips fall where they may. But you got to think to yourself that like Dershowitz is freaking out. You wonder if Trump's freaking out. I mean, that's the thing that's really been hilarious about this whole QAnon thing is that like QAnon has been going hard at Epstein, and it's like you guys do know that Trump is tied to Epstein pretty like tightly and that all of your claims oh no he was a double agent oh no he he's, he knew Epstein was a bad guy all the way and he worked around him well good luck believing that good luck trusting in that so it's weird but I think it's more just along the lines of the fact that like they're only going to flip out when they get a name they want and they're not going to get like many names they want I mean Prince Andrew is never going to leave Britain. He's never going to be indicted. The royal family will protect him. Uh, I mean, that's not going to work out. The only guy they could ever get is, like, Bill Clinton. And 
it would be so funny because if Bill was implicated in this, Democrats would throw him under the bus so goddamn fast your head would spin. And QAnon would be like, oh, look, they're going to defend Bill Clinton. They're going to defend that pedophile. And then you go to mainstream Twitter and they're like, well, guess what? Bill Clinton's a pedophile. Fuck that guy. Boom. Go to hell, Bill, you piece of shit. And we wouldn't defend him. We wouldn't care. Whereas if it comes out that Trump's a pedophile and they got dirt on him through Maxwell, fake news, uh, deep fake, blah, blah, blah. I mean, because that's the thing. is they, they, they project how they feel about the world onto everybody else. They think that we would rally to defend Bill Clinton no matter what. Because they know they would rally to defend Donald Trump no matter what. So... Uh, if they get a name, the, if they get a name that name's acceptable to them, then you'll see a spaz out. But until then, they're going to keep it tight to the vest. Um, Wasteland Dad, who has uh, looks like radiation emojis around his name. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the QAnon anonymous grifter Twitter gurus M E T Rum? How they rose to prominence? Who they might be? Not the docs, obviously. Just generally, what the fuck their deal is. Uh, Joe got big because he did QAnon, the plan to save the world. Um, that was pretty much his kind of claim to fame, and he was in on it early. Uh, E.T. and Julian. E.T. is just a nut who posts a lot, and he's also a raving anti-Semite and a bigot and just a kind of colossal piece of shit, and he's always working on decodes and wacky shit. So I can see how he got big because racists love him and people who get into QAnon love him because he's giving them dumb predictions and weird stuff. And, I mean, his, like, his old uh, handle or his old bio was, it's happening. I mean, he was always telling people that they were going to get their payoff. So he was a promoter of false hope along with uh, his racism. And that's a potent one-two punch in QAnon. Uh, Julian, I mean, he's weird because Julian really, he, he again... He's a very, one of the big keys is being a very active poster, just being very engaged, just constantly posting and, and getting out those tweets. Julian works on so many decodes, and he's just in it to win it. And he's also just really like brash and aggressive. He's constantly tweeting it to, like the for Nancy Pelosi to go fuck herself and Fauci to go fuck himself. I mean, they just love the bully attitude. They love the act. They love that he's aggressive and he's braggadocious and he's just cocky. And then at the same time, he'll turn around and be like, oh, I'm not I'm not understanding this. I, I need to decode this. So, like, he's kind of like the everyman of Q in a way, in that sense, where he uh, gives them the the angry, confrontational act, and then, and then at the same time, he'll be the uh, the wayward soul, just trying to make sense of it all on, on, another, on another front. So that's kind of his uh, niche, as it were. So that that's them. Uh, I don't know what the emojis around your name are, Mr. Wolford, but they're cool. So Mr. Wolford says, What do you think uh, about the difference between Q and conservative Republicans? Often I see Q people say that they are more often heard on the left, like evil banks, the evil pharmaceutical company, the evil billionaires. It's weird to read that when I know most of them are Republicans. Yeah, this is a very funny thing about QAnon is that it has taken what should be a very anti-authority, anti-big uh, government, anti-rich and powerful thing 
and it's turned it into a very much uh, pro-authoritarian, pro-big business, pro-the-rich, pro-corporation mentality. And a lot of this be- is uh, because they believe in uh, the Nicera, Gesera, the debt cancellation, the Jubilee, the Iraqi dinars. They believe there's going to be some like tipping point. Basically, what they've created is a alternate fantasy world global elite ruling power structure that they are actually beholden to and fighting against. So the actual president, the actual powerful corporations, the actual 1% of our world are literally just pawns to the real power behind the curtain, which is the deep state. And when Trump defeats them, we're going to get all that money. We're going to get those Rothschilds trillions pouring down upon us, and we will be uh, made whole from their corruption. That we will end poverty and all and all our suffering via uh, recouping the ill-gotten wealth of our uh, satanic overlords. And that's kind of how they make themselves into left-wing right-wingers. Um. We're living in a movie, says Doug Howard. He says, you should do a show about how the Omen franchise predicted the rise of Donald Trump. I don't know that it did, but that'd be funny. And um, and finally, uh, Chief Police uh, 4 says, if the Electoral College pronounces Biden the winner and Trump refuses to leave office on January 20th, is there a serious possibility that enough military personnel would support him to make it stick? No. No, there is not. Um, there's no political will to make it stick. There's no way that the American public would be like, oh, look, a military coup to keep Trump in power as a dictator. And the thing is, is that on January 20th, you would literally have, um, Biden would be sworn in. If Biden won and the Electoral College certified it, on January 20th, Joe Biden would take the oath of office. Now, if Donald Trump, like, militarized Washington, D.C. and declared it, like, his, like, uh, headquarters, that's fine. Donald, uh, Joe Biden would be sworn in elsewhere, and he would be recognized internationally as the president of the United States of America. And I don't know, civil war, unrest, corrupt destruction... The annihilation of America? I mean, all of these... It would, it, would be, it would be a shit show of the highest order. I mean, if you want to believe that that was a possibility of a thing that could happen, but I just don't think it can. Because once Trump loses power... Like, once Biden's declared the winner, uh, and even when Trump starts pissing and moaning about like trying to file lawsuits, trying to fight different states, uh, electoral college, people being seated, blah, 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 but by mail rigged it against me, so unfair. The Republicans are not going to back that play. No one wants to be the people that are going to go down with this ship. And do they trust that the military is going to back the play? Do you think that these people, these, these incompetent chuckle fucks, have it within them to overthrow the American Republic and, and create the Trump Imperium. I I just look at it and say to myself, I think America's made of stronger stuff that Donald Trump isn't going to break us. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but again, let's not worry about that until November 4th. Let's just get out the vote. Let's just 
crush this guy at the ballot box. Let's make it decisive that we, the people, have repudiated him and that he can go fuck himself. And then let him try to pull a stunt. Let him destroy himself in the eyes of the world as a petty would-be tyrant. And see if anyone's willing to back his play, which I don't think they will. I think losers are losers and uh, winners win. And if he was going to try to pull something, he would have done it while he was like president and was in a position of power and not a lame duck that had lost an election. So just don't worry about it. It's an irrational fear and it's nothing that is in the realm of possibility in my world. And I mean, boy, if I'm wrong, then great, but... I don't see it. I, I just n- not not possible to me. And hey, November tenth, if you're like I told you so, as we're uh, pinned down in a bunker as uh, Trump forces are raining down shot and shell on us, then hey, boy, will my face be red. But now nah, he's a loser, and the Republican Party ain't going to back him, and the military ain't going to back him, and it's it's and, and Michael Flynn's not going to be able to call up QAnon to take the oath and save America. We're not going to get a bunch of the 82nd Chairborn to save him. So, yeah, fuck that guy. Trump's going down. And he's going to leave power. That's just the way it works. That's the way it's going to work. And that is ye old pouty cased for this uh, Thursday night going into Friday morning. I will be back Sunday. Uh, Sunday's podcast may be crazy with all kinds of wacky surprises for you folks. Or that may all flame out spectacularly and it'll just be me talking in the microphone as normal. Either way, uh, I'll be there. I hope you'll join me and I'll talk to you all soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.